she has an apple tree in her yard and I went and picked a ton of apples and we chopped them up and even her at her old age was chopping apples quicker than I could. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the death of mine. If this is your first time listening, hi, my name is Daniel. My dad died a year and a half ago. I was sad, still am sad, but I realized that a lot of people weren't talking about grief. So long story short, I ended up starting this podcast to just talk to people about their thoughts and feelings about grief and death and where they're at in their situation. And and I think right now, at least one week, I'll release an episode about someone that has their hand in grief, whether it's like they work in the grief and death world or, you know, run this account or work in this you know, funeral type best world. And, and then the other week, it's just chatting with everyday folk who are grieving and, and kind of where they're at in their situation, their story. Um, I really, really, really like talking to my friend Patrick today. Um, it, it's nice when I do these and I know the people like for years before. And so I, I've done a lot of these where they're strangers and people I just met and became new friends. And then there's some that I've known for a long, long time, like Patrick and just being able to sit there and, and listen to a story, tell, you know, let him tell his story in his heart. And then we share a few tears after, and it's just something very special and very powerful. Grieving is hard. Life is hard. Death is hard to deal with and everything that comes with it after. And I just really hope that if you're listening, you're not alone. Grief freaking sucks. And, you know, as much as I wish no pain upon anyone, it's it's kind of the only thing that we have that's guaranteed is that we're all going to die in, in some way earlier than others. But just know that if you're walking in a season of heavy, heavy grief that you just lost someone, I'm here with you. If it's been a few years and it still sucks, I'm here with you. And if it's been 15, 20 years, but every once in a while you're still sad, you know, I'm here with you. And we got this hand in hand. And if you need anything at all, please reach out to the death of my on Instagram or the death of my podcast at gmail.com, whatever it is, if you need anything at all. Um, But without further ado, my wonderful friend, Patrick. Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check in up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hey, thanks. You're like the first person I've had physically back in here for like months and months. So welcome. Whoa. Welcome. I'm thanks. glad we can do it face to face. A little different than Zoom. Yeah. I'm glad because Zoom is, is hard because people's internets and including my internet sometimes just craps out and like doesn't sound very good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But that's okay. It won't happen here. Yeah, that's right. Um, Would you mind sharing just what your name is, who you are, what you do, and, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my name is Patrick Mattioli, and I grew up in North County, San Diego, and right now I am the middle school director at Solana Beach Presbyterian Church. 
So I work with seventh and eighth graders and I love to surf. That's my biggest hobby. I try to surf every day Hmm. and that's me in a nutshell. Love it. (laughs) Um, who died? Uh, uh, in January of 2019, my grandmother, who I was very close to, passed away. Yeah. And I knew that you guys were very close, like beforehand. Like oh, you'd yeah. go out there every summer. That's right. Yeah. Um, would you want to take us back to January of that year and, and kind of that day? Where were you? What were you doing? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. 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 So January, I, I think it was January... 9th or 8th early January and it was strange my wife and I were co-workers at that time she works somewhere else now and we actually went out to lunch randomly together and that's something that we wouldn't really do very often yeah and we left lunch and we went back to the car to drive back to work and I sat down and I started to get a phone call from my uncle Stan and he is an uncle that I would never I think the only time I've ever talked to him on the cell phone was that day. Uh, I didn't even know I had his cell phone number saved in my phone. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, yeah, this is strange. And I almost immediately knew why he was calling. Yeah, that like, gut feeling. Yeah, he he was the guy who kind of was the, is kind of like the backbone of the whole family in a way, but very in the background. Yeah. So he, I think he took it upon himself to share the news. And, uh, he called and I said, hello. And, um, I knew right away what he was going to say. And he said, I just wanted you to be among the first people to know that, uh, your grandmother, uh, just passed away just minutes ago. Um, and so I said, okay, uh, thank you. Mm. And we hung up and that was it. And so uh, my wife and I, we went back to work and it was um, uh, a quiet car ride. Yeah. We didn't say anything, I don't think. That's the part where I don't really remember. I'm sure she was saying something, but I wasn't processing. And I got back to work and walked into the office and I, I went into um, my boss's office and I closed the door. I was like, hey, this is what happened. Um, I need to just leave for the day. And he said, yeah, you know, you need to do whatever you need to do. And so I, I skipped a bunch of meetings that I had lined up and, um, I went to my mom's house. She wasn't home. She was actually in Minnesota where my grandmother lived and it's her mom. And I picked up my mom's dog and I was like, I need to have a companion. (laughs) I need to have someone, something with me. So I picked up her dog and then just drove to the beach uh, and walked the beach a little bit and just sat and cried and thought about it and tried to really wrap my brain around what was going on. Yeah. So uh, that's a little bit about the day. Uh, it was very, um, it was very calm. Mm-hmm. I, I felt a calm sensation about myself. Uh, I wasn't feeling very um, like outwardly emotional, but I knew, but I was feeling emotions. If that makes sense. Yeah. Just felt very calm and at peace, uh, knowing that my grandmother had passed and that was, uh, where we were at and that's life now. Yeah. So 
Did you know that she was going to pass? Like, what was it coming up? Yes, it was coming up in uh, September before she passed away. I got a phone call from my mom saying that she had terminal cancer mm. and she was in in the mid 90s. She was like really up there. Yeah. And as soon as I got that phone call, I knew that I wanted to go and see her. What I would probably what I kind of knew in the back of my head as the last time as, as soon as possible. I didn't mm. want to see her when she was about to die on her deathbed, right. uh, very unresponsive. I yeah. said, I want to go and spend a week with her where we can be together and be responsive and have fun yeah. and just enjoy time. And so immediately that day, I booked plane a plane ticket to go there for a week. Yeah. Uh, and I went and I spent a week with her. And from the moment she woke up to the moment she went to bed, I was with her mm. every single minute. Yeah. I didn't tell anyone. I have a lot of friends where she lives. I didn't tell anyone I was coming into town. I didn't tell any of my family I was coming into town. I just showed up and said, I'm here to spend a week with you. And knowing that it was probably going to be my last week was incredibly difficult, but so rewarding. Uh, I was able to say my final goodbye. And she was able to say her final goodbye to me. And... um that's like a memory that I cherish and think about often. And it was so nice that while that I was there while she was still very coherent. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory from that week? Uh, yeah, I do. We, um, we made apple pie together, which Mm. is something that we had done a lot. Yeah. So she has an apple tree in her yard and I went and picked a ton of apples and, we chopped them up, and even her at her old age was chopping apples quicker than I could. Uh-huh. It was like it was so crazy, yeah. And it was just so sweet to get to do things that I remember doing with her. We yeah. would go for long car drives and look at the lake and just talk and play cards. So yeah. the whole the whole trip was such a good memory. Yeah. But definitely, just doing the things that we loved to do together was yeah. was what stood out to me. That's so special. So fast forward back to the day that she passed. You go home or you go to the beach. You're with your dog or her, your mom's dog and you're sitting there. Fast forward the next couple of days. How were you feeling? Did you tell, what was it like talking to your mom about it? What was it like talking to your, you know, your dad and your friends? How did that go? Was there support? Oh, that's a good question. And the way I kind of went about it is so... Uh, probably unhealthy in a lot of ways and so unlike what other people might do. I didn't really talk to anyone except for my wife about it and and my my boss, Jamie, who has been on this podcast before. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk to my mom about it because she was in Minnesota and I was here in San Diego and she was with her whole family. Mm-hmm. So it was not a very good... Um, there wasn't a lot of communication channels that could happen there. Yeah. I mentioned it to my dad, but I didn't really want to talk to him about it. Uh, I didn't really mention it to friends, and I kind of would go to work and compartmentalize. Totally. Uh, people on staff knew because the word got around, but I didn't really talk to anyone about it. Right. I didn't mention it to anyone. I remember the next day I did youth group with a ton of middle schoolers, and I didn't even mention it then. Yeah. It just was kind of business as usual. It took me a while before I kind of got to the point where I was ready to 
talk a little bit with people. Yeah. Uh, and it's still incredibly difficult. The people know the story from hearing it from others, but I don't generally talk to a lot of people about it. Yeah, which is super normal, right? Mm. We lose someone close to us, and it almost feels taboo to talk about it. Like, mm. if it's on one hand, it's like you don't want to burden other people, but on the other hand, you don't want to make yourself sad talking about it, right? Right. It's just, you don't, you know, you'll feel sad like you'll bring your mood down and all these things and um i just find it super common i mean that's why this podcast exists right because yeah. we're so good at carpet car carmentalizing what's car car oh gosh compartmentalizing <laughs> carpet <laughs> but it's like uh, uh a man named evan who was on your podcast yeah uh, who lost his ex-girlfriend right he said he would go through phases where he wished people would reach out yeah. and he didn't feel like he could reach out to others. I've experienced that. He said yeah. that and I was like, whoa, this is something that I've totally experienced before. Yeah, uh, It's hard to reach out yeah, and it's hard to not compartmentalize. It's hard to, uh, it's very easy to go business as usual and have yeah. this lingering. It's yeah. in those moments where you're driving alone or laying in bed at night or you know, it's early and you're walking your dog where your emotions are flowing, but there's no one to talk to in those moments. Yeah. And so if other people don't come in and say, Hey, how are you really doing? Yeah. Not, not just how you're doing, but how are you really doing? Right. Uh, it, people that's like hard. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. For sure. And I think it, it's tricky too, right? Because sometimes like, or at least for me, people ask me, you're okay. <laughs> people will ask me like, how I'm doing. And I, those are times where like, I don't want to talk about it, but then they'll ask me how I'm doing. And then I want to share everything. You know what I mean? Like we on the, this side of things, like have our ups and downs, but like 95% of the time, we just want someone to talk to about it. Mm -hmm. Cause it's hard. Yeah. Did you fly out for the funeral? Yes, I did. It was and, very quick after. And you have a huge family. A very, yeah. So my mom is one of four siblings and I have, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 cousins or yeah. so. And you're like, I don't know if you're all super close, but at least like I hear you talk about it enough where I know that like it's big enough that you guys do gatherings and things like that. Yeah. So what was it like going to the funeral, seeing other people related to your grandma? And how was that like? How was it talking with them? Were you guys all sharing your feelings and emotions? You know, were people putting on straight faces? What was that like? Well, it was cool for me to really experience how different of relationships my grandmother had with so many people, family and non-family. Her, she, I could tell that she really took a lot of time to strongly invest in the people that she knew, mm -hmm. uh, which was really cool to to see and hear stories uh, from people that I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, as far as the family goes, it it felt like a family reunion, which was really good. Um, but the circumstance that why we were all there was a bummer, and that was looming the whole time. Yeah. We tried to keep spirits as high as possible, had fun together, had shared memories together, everything that you would probably expect, including crying together. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my whole family, they were taking very intentional time at that point because the funeral was so soon after her passing 
to just like really remember the good memories and and remember yeah. them remember them very well mm. just put them in the in the long-term memory uh individually and also as a group yeah do you think that it got brought you guys brought you guys closer together in some respects yeah uh i definitely do would not say that it pushed any of us apart yeah uh, i'm that's that family to me is so we're all so close already yeah. uh that I, I mean there wasn't and it's all because of my grandmother's relationship with all of us as individuals that yeah. brought us all together she was the the core of all of that and so i mean for lack of a better term she did a good job at you know helping us all feel together as a family yeah she always brought us together and it was always at at her house and her idea, her recipes, pancake recipes, whatever it might be. So feeling closer together, I guess a little bit, but man, there's, there was, there's not much room to improve. (laughs) (laughs) So she was a grandma to like 20 of you. Yeah. I mean, I can count. Well, that's crazy to me because my grandma is a grandma to like five or six or something. And that's stressful. You know what I mean? Like, you want that attention from grandma, right? Yeah. So sharing that amongst 20 ish, give yeah. or take people is wild. Yeah. So there's 11 of us that are like direct blood cousins. Right. And then a bunch of married. Totally. Like cousin in laws. Of course. And those are yeah. grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. like Amber's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Grandma too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. So fast forward, it's almost been two years. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. You blink. And two years go by. Yeah, when I was driving here, I actually like went and I it hasn't felt like two years. I had to I went onto Facebook just to confirm. It was like scrolled through all the way. I yeah. was like, okay, this is actually the date. This okay. really did happen. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel? How do you feel now? Fast forward two years. Like, how do you feel like your grief has grown, changed? The perspective has changed. You know, where are you at now? That's a great question. Uh. I feel like I have been able to grieve. Mm. Uh, I can confidently say that. Yeah. I learned the importance of grieving, uh, how it's kind of a journey. Yeah. Uh, and there's no right or wrong way to really grieve, but yeah. you got to start grieving. You can't yeah. always like dwell in the past. I learned from traveling to Pakistan, actually, that grieving in a group is uh, super important and mm. impactful, you know, sharing with others. And not to bring other people down with you or be in sadness with others, but actually to like get encouraged by others. Yeah. Uh, so I learned the importance of that. And I was going to say something else. I have learned that I, whenever I ha- feel a sensation or a temptation to pick up the phone and call my grandmother, mm. I know that I can't do that. Yeah. But I know that I can still just talk. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing stopping me from talking. Yeah. And when I am driving and I start talking, I, I can feel her presence. Yeah. And I don't know what she would say back, but I can share what I wanted to say. Yeah. And that's just such a, a good feeling. And to be able to say, I instead of saying, oh shoot, I just can't call anymore. This is like such a bummer to say, you know, I can't call, but hey, you know, grandmother, wherever you might be, like, mm. I know you can hear me right now. This is 
what's going on in my life and I, I wanted yeah. to tell you. So. Does it make you emotional? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Today, I we were making breakfast and um, I started like whisking eggs and I just lost it. Mm-hmm. I'm like just emotional, not thinking about it. But like sometimes it just comes out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And then it's just like, like, I I just tell myself out loud, like, I, this can't be real. You know, like, I lost my dad. It would have been, like, a year and a half next month. And it's just, like, how is this possible? You know, like, I think of these memories and I think of his voice and I think of just, like, spending time with him. And it's just, like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, death is crazy. And, like, why are we not talking about it? You know what I mean? Like, we all lose people. Or if we haven't, we will. Right. It's the only thing guaranteed in life is death. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as is like, in this American culture, do this whole Disney. I mean, I've talked about this so many times, but it's like the Disneyland thing, right? Where everything is good and happy and anything bad is hidden and we don't talk about it. And I just, it's it's healthy to talk about it, right? Yeah. And so, like even today, like I posted a photo of my dad on my story on Instagram and it's just like, I'm not looking for sympathy, but it's just like, this is my outlet. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, this is how I feel. If I can write something and show a photo, that makes me happy. Right. You know, and I I hope we can normalize that. Like, we're allowed to think about these people and we're allowed to just just post and and appreciate it because it's freaking sad, you know? Yeah. Do you have a, I know you said apple pie the week you were there, (laughs) but do you have a favorite, favorite memory? Or like... If not that, what what it, what was she like growing up? <laughs> I I do have a, a favorite favorite memory when in, in two thousand and and fifteen mm-hmm. or the summer of two thousand fourteen, one of those two years, I lived out at her lake cabin with her, just the two of us, for yeah. three and a half months. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh man, that was a cool experience. Yeah. My life at the time had taken a weird turn uh and i was in minnesota and i had nothing to come back to in california i was like yeah. i'm gonna stay here why this not? is yeah why not and i kind of told my grandma there and said what what if i my summer vacation that was supposed to be a week what if it is longer than a week yeah she's like well you know you can stay you will like have to help make meals and i might seem need some rides places and yeah help around the cabin but yeah you can stay and i stayed for three and a half months man (laughs) i learned a lot yeah (laughs) uh kind of how to take care of myself like really well and bake things cook cook food uh and my favorite memories uh of that three months is almost every single day i would make lunch and Mm. it was either like toast something basic or mac and cheese or a pizza yeah. or leftovers and we would i would go and make lunch and we'd go out on the boat mm. on the lake and eat yeah. lunch out on the boat so cool <laughs> yeah and we we would do that every day but there's one day where it's a perfectly calm day and we we went out there and we were having cereal for lunch mm. <laughs> a bowl of cereal love it and this speedboat went by like really close and i i saw these big waves coming and i was like whoa grandmother hold on and the boat rocked so much it threw our cereal everywhere oh through breakfast God. i like made a humongous mess yeah 
And she just thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was pretty funny too, except for having to clean the boat afterwards. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, our lunch on the lake every day uh, was a priority for me. I yeah. felt like it was a priority for her. You know, mm. She didn't have very much going on besides just relaxing at the lake. Yeah. But man, the conversations we had, hour, two hours, sometimes even till dinner time out on the lake. Yeah. Um, those are the, if I could bring back anything, one thing, it would be, I'd love to have one more lunch on the lake. It's yeah. like, that'd be my, my dream, my biggest wish. Do you feel like your faith plays a part in what happens after death? Yeah. What? Side note. I didn't know how, if you wanted me to talk about faith or not. That's so, not, yeah. Okay. I didn't know, yeah. but so say the question again that's right i mean what do you think happens after we die oh uh i believe that people go to heaven um as a person of faith myself my faith uh journey really got solidified via my grandmother's extreme faith yeah uh prayer practices um studying scripture going to church those were all extremely important to her. She mm. was a, a woman of faith and knew God's word really well. Yeah. Uh, and it helped shape my faith journey for sure. So I, without a doubt, without a doubt, know that she is up in heaven right now. Yeah. And I, I like to believe that's why when I, in the circumstances where I am driving and I just start talking to her, I know that she can hear me. I have faith that, that she's up there watching over me. Uh, and I, as weird as it sounds, I look forward to the day where I get to be reunited with her. Uh, I know that's not in my timing. It's in God's timing. Um, but I can't wait to hear what she says about my life. I can't wait for her to say, Oh, I loved it when you did whatever I loved, you know, whatever event you did. I loved how you did whatever talk. I want to hear what she has to say about this, right. Or this podcast here. Mm. Uh, I, I know that she's there and it makes me happy also that she is with her husband again, who uh, passed away when I was a little kid. So did you know him? Yeah, I yeah. did. He, uh, I was named after him. <laughs> really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. my middle, his first name was Henry. My middle name is Henry. That's so we crazy. had a, a special relationship as well. So do you feel like the loss of your grandmother has shaped your life at all? Absolutely. How so? All of a sudden, I feel like when she passed away, the the things that she taught me in the three and a half months I lived with her all became extremely, uh, a lot more real. Hmm. When she was here, I would have these memories. uh, But if I ever had a question or feedback or I needed an answer, I could just call her and it was very easy. And now I have to use those memories and things that she taught me to kind of build answers to questions that I would normally ask. And so now it has changed me a lot. I, I reflect about those memories a lot more. I, I strive to remember them uh, day in and day out. Almost it's just replaying memories just because it, it makes me feel happy, but also Mm -hmm. I don't want to forget. Right. Uh, But some of the lessons that I learned, things that she taught me just how are held so much higher now in my life. Yeah. Uh, and they all make me a better person in my opinion. So mm. 
definitely has changed my life. And I can use my experience with her to uh, better listen to other people. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know that every grieving and death is, is so different for every person. Yeah. And I always approach conversations as just trying to listen. And, you know, as people I'm talking to are, are expressing their emotions and their memories, I can kind of remember mine and, mm-hmm. and be a little bit more on the same page as other people. Not necessarily say, oh, I've been there, yeah. but really know kind of a little bit what they're going through. Right. You can relate on that thing. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. If someone's listening and they just lost their grandmother, what is something you'd want to tell them? Man, that's a great question. You you have the memories that you have and share those with your other family. Share memories that you have with uh your aunts and uncles. Yeah. They they probably you probably experienced things with their mom who they knew so much longer than you. Totally. That they would probably love to hear. There's so much rich sharing that can come out of something like this just don't don't be shy keep your very like personal memories intimate memories to yourself that's okay but don't be afraid to share it's great for everyone and you'll learn so much about the person too and it's so cool yeah let's say our friend tony over here is trying to comfort his friend Fiona Fiona just lost her grandmother how can Tony be a better friend to Fiona you know I feel like a lot of people have said this check in with them mm. don't be afraid to check in yeah. <laughs> if you check in with the person that has lost uh, a relative a loved one and they're not ready to really share. They're going to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> they will let you know. Yeah. Uh, but don't be afraid, mm. right? Just be a listening ear. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what advice I'd give besides just listen. Yeah. Just sit. And if they want to cry, then sit with them while they cry, if they're comfortable with that. If yeah. they want to get mad and, like, shout yell curse whatever yeah you know don't tell them hey that's not a good outlet no let them and and shout with them yeah (laughs) who cares yeah be with them wherever they're at meet them where they are yeah that's hard to do but give it a shot i mean even just like the effort is going to go a long way yeah if you could tell your grandmother one more thing what would you want to tell her oh man I I honestly feel like I told her everything that I ever wanted to tell her yeah. in that October that I visited her. Mm. Um I I left I left that day. My friend picked me up and drove me to the airport and I said, Grandmother, I'm always gonna love you. And that's all I wanted her to know. Mm. I I had I after that I had Nothing else that I felt like I needed to say. I didn't miss out on saying anything. I told her things on the phone afterwards, but it was always the same. Grandmother, I'm going to love you forever. Yeah. 
she knew that and that's still true today yeah well she sounds like a wonderful person yeah thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing about your grandmother i feel like this one is very special because a lot of people lose their grandparents and a lot right. of people are super close to their grandparents, but they don't feel like they have the right to say something because it's so common. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just thankful for you to be able to share because you can be, I'm so close to my grandparents, you know, and, and you're very close to your grandma too. And it's just, there's a special relationship there. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> Episode two, season dos. I meant to say season two, episode two, but two, two. It all works. It's all the same. How are you? Just dandy. How are you? You know, I had a rough day yesterday. Mm-hmm. We, it was my day off and you and I were making breakfast and I started whisking some eggs and then I just started crying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy when that happens. Like grief just kind of sadness. But what was it that made you Well, strive? first off, I think I was thinking about my dad and how he used to make breakfast, like on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And then I just started thinking like, this. how is this even real? You know? Yeah. Because like, I swear it doesn't seem real sometimes, you know? Like, where it's like, how is this even possible Mm -hmm. that he could, like, be gone? Yeah. But he is. And it's really sad. And so yesterday, I just, I feel like I had my first moment in a long time where I was just crying. Yeah, that's crazy. Which I know is okay and -hmm. healthy and normal and and very much needed. But when you're in it, it's just really freaking sad. And I, I'm sure it happens to other people too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I just want to let people that are listening know that it's super normal, even if it's a year or two years. I mean, I'm sure it's also normal 5, 10, 15, 100 years. You know what I mean? Like, I just, right. I know where I'm at now that it's been a year and a half. It'll be a year and a half next month. And I'm still freaking so sad. Mm-hmm. even though life continues to move on and other people move on, it's like, oh, there's this like dark, overwhelming shadow over me, you know? Mm-hmm. That might be depression, but also. <laughs> Makes me think of those commercials. You know? So, yeah. any thoughts? It's just so sad. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> well, then I think it will forever be sad yeah. and that's okay. It's just kind of how you choose to deal with it on different days. Like you don't, like some days you say like you feel like you want to cry, but then you don't cry. Right. Yesterday you did cry. Yeah. So just different emotions, different days. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm seeing my, so my grandpa today, mm-hmm. who's 90, and 
he is in hospice. And I just know that, you know, like, every time I see him, I mean, I know it could be the last time I see anyone when I see them, but, like, him, he has a higher chance than others, you know? Right. And that's really sad. Yeah. So, I'm chill. Like, what's cool about this episode with Patrick is, like, he's talking about his grandma. So, like, on one hand, you have the grandma, Patrick's grandma, and then on this hand, it's like, I'm currently walking through that right like he knew that his grandma was sick and mm-hmm. that's what happen. so it's like just hearing that was somewhat comforting nice just knowing what could happen you know totally well i love you love you bye bye